The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We made it through January. Woo woo! I'm your co-host, Jill Dunn, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. Hey, Jill. And of course, we're two longtime beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. We've been on the fashion and beauty charts for seven years now. And by the way, thank you to our Breaking Beauty crew for tuning in each and every Wednesday. If you guys haven't yet, don't forget to hit subscribe and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening right now. And by the way, in the last seven years, have we ever come up with an official <laughs> name for our listeners? I mean, oh, yeah. I don't think we've ever had a good moniker unless, I mean, maybe it's up to our listeners to come up with it. Yes. You know how you can't really give yourself a nickname? Right. Well, in the early days, we had this conversation and I always thought that Breakers was a natural, you know, breaking beauty and be like, hey, Breakers, da, 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 da. So that's a thought starter. You guys can vote on that. But jump into our, I think, Instagram comments yeah. or Facebook mm-hmm. chat room and let us know what you think would be a good name and if we should roll that out. I mean, let's acknowledge the listeners in our seventh yeah. year, shall we? Absolutely. I think I always felt strange about giving ourselves the nickname because in my life, any nicknames I've had, other people have given them to me. Right. And I think that's kind of cuter. Yeah. What's your nickname? Oh my gosh, I have so many. A lot of people call me JD, Jilly. Like there's so right. many different ones like yeah. in my family and stuff. But what about you? Do you have a nickname? Yeah, it's de- well, it depends on who is saying it. I have one friend yeah. who always calls me Carlo. And I have another friend who calls me Car Car. Yeah, that's cute. And sometimes cute. I get Carly. I don't know. Yeah, I get different ones. Call like her that. what you want. Just just don't call her Darlene, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I told you this years ago, but like, so I've always gotten Sh- Charlene is what I most often get. Yeah, that's not a nickname, but that's even when I sign my own email, Carlene, I get people responding. Thanks, Charlene. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. when that happens in person, I do often hear that in yes. person when people will address you like that. And I'll be like, oh, it's Carlene. Like, I'll try to I know. Make correct it them known. on my account. I appreciate that. It's less awkward. Because it's like you probably are like, oh, you probably don't want to correct people. Yeah. At this point, sure. I just let it roll. I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll, let's do Charlene. Yeah. But one time when I was working at a call center, I got a fax from someone. This is how long ago it was because it was a call center. And the person wrote attention Barlene with a B. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, hey, I can top that. (laughs) I can top that. How? I got I once got a package addressed to me when I worked at Glow magazine. Yeah. Addressed to. How's this for a typo? Kill done. (laughs) Kill. Killer. Okay. Well, (laughs) I think we could do better than that for our Breaking Beauty listeners. But let's let's have at it. Let's have at it. So what are we talking about on the show today? It's not just nicknames. That's right. Well, you know, people have been tuning in since day one. They know that we chat about breakthrough people, products and moments and beauty on the show. We have our 
hashtag damn goods episodes, reviewing what's new in the marketplace. By the way, we have an epic drugstore beauty episode coming out. Subscribe so you don't miss that. We also have amazing founders on our show, everyone from Haley Bieber to Vicky Sai, who's the founder of Tatcha. And we get to spend time with the most iconic inspirational artists and professionals in the beauty biz today. Mm -hmm. Everyone from Joanna Vargas to Kardashian hair pro Andrew Fitzsimons and our amazing guest today who I have long wanted to have on the podcast, makeup artist extraordinaire Sir John. Yes. So the topic of the hour is, are you applying your foundation the right way with Sir John? And we're so honored to get his best tips and tricks because he's legendary with two decades of experience. He came up in the fashion and beauty biz working backstage at Fashion Week around the globe with industry moguls like Pat McGrath. You may have heard of her, Charlotte Tilbury. And fun fact, Naomi Campbell was his very first celebrity client. Incredible. And since then, Sir John, he's worked closely with Beyonce since 2010, creating her most iconic makeup looks, including her historical Vogue cover and her incredible show-stopping Beachella performance at Coachella that's, you know, on Netflix. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. Once in a while, I will watch it just mm-hmm. to get that throwback moment. It's so amazing. And more famous faces that he's worked with include Zendaya, Doja Cat, and Naomi Osaka. Yes. And he's currently the creative director at Killian. He was previously the creative director at Citizen Cosmetics and L'Oreal Paris's celebrity makeup artist. We caught up with Sir John while he was in town to conduct a masterclass hosted by our friends at That Good Co. So we're going to grab his 101 tips, everything from his go-to skincare products to prep skin, how to properly shop for foundation, application techniques, brushes versus fingers, beauty blenders, and which methods he relies on most. Plus the number one foundation that he restocks in his kit time and time again will be revealed. And of course, every single thing that we discussed today, we will link to it over on our website, which is breakingbeautypodcast.com. And please follow us over on TikTok. Our handle is at Breaking Beauty Podcast because we got Sir John to open up his makeup kit and show us some of his favorite current items right now. So here we go. Welcome, Sir John. This episode is brought to you in part by Milk Makeup. So we're talking all about Foundation 101 today. I want to take a pause for a second to talk to you about one of my personal favorite makeup items, blush. I don't know about you. Blush is that one item in my makeup kit that makes me look alive. And I personally love a liquid blush. I think they look a bit more natural on me, but sometimes they can fade throughout the day or slide around, which is why I'm currently obsessed with Milk Makeup's new The Cooling Water Jelly Tint available exclusively at Sephora.ca on February 6th, 2024, and in Sephora Canada stores on February 15th for $33. So consider this your insider preview. Now, this product is just so fun to use. It's in one of Milk Makeup's signature stick formats. You just untwist, and inside it looks like one of those juicy, bright popsicles that you had as a kid. Comes in four poppy shades. It even has like little beads of water on the top. And as the name suggests, it feels cooling going on. You can even store it in the fridge. I think this is going to be a huge hit this summer. I tried the shade Burst, which is a bright pink. And what I really noticed is its staying power. It's almost like a stain in a stick format. And you can even use it on your lips. 
Now, I really loved using it with Milk Makeup Sculpt Cream Contour Stick, also $33, which I've name checked so many times in the past. I literally do not travel without this product. It's like so, so tiny, but it's all product, very little packaging. It's good for a thousand swipes. I love, I just put it like in the hollows of my cheeks along my hairline, blend it in, and I get this more polished look that really does stay all day. And then putting that blush on top, just like on the apples of my cheeks, it's honestly a damn good combination. And of course, everything Milk Makeup is vegan, cruelty-free, and paraben-free. You can get yours at Sephora.ca. And if you're listening from the US, that's Sephora.com. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Lisa Pressman. My first book, The Five Principles of Parenting, Your Essential Guide to Raising Good Humans, is out now. In this book, I've wanted to quiet all the noise that's out there and distill the science into five core principles. And using those principles, you can solve absolutely any parenting challenge, giving you the confidence to raise good humans. Order now and give yourself a little bit of ease. So, Sir John, hey. are you knighted? Where does that name come from? <laughs> Tell guess, us the background. I guess my grandmother knighted me in 82, but um, it's my real name. It's my, my first name is Sir John. Middle name Nicholas, last name is Barnett, but I don't use my last name anymore. I don't want to say I don't have to, but yeah. it's not. It's just not as useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So all of my uncles are from the Marines, Navy, or Air Force, and my grandmother wants to commemorate her brothers. So she came up with this name that was a uh, heavy lift as a child. When you have to repeat your name daily, it gives you a little something. It gives you a little pep in your step, a little bit of extra oomph, you know? I love that. I heard Tupac say that one day. Oh, amazing. I love that. So what's your overall vibe and feeling with foundation going into 2024? Mm. Like if you could sum it up in a word or two, what are we striving for? I think we're striving for supernatural skin, Mm -hmm. right? Supernatural skin. What does that look like? I think it should look airbrushed. It should look effortless. You shouldn't see product, you know? So there's ways to dial up the coverage where you need it. And then dial it down where you don't. So I think the goal is to still be a maximalist when it comes to eyes, lips, or any trend that you want to bring in or, or something that you want to see. But skin should look like you just left the spa or just have yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Always on trend. Always <laughs> yeah, on trend. Exactly. So most people's greatest stumbling block with foundation, it's just still about choosing the right shade. I mean, yeah. myself, I've been doing, I've been a beauty editor for 20 years. I'm still going to Sephora to be like, okay, guys, like what shade am I in this Mm, brand? Do you mm. know what I mean? So, Mm. you know, what are your tips and tricks to finding that right shade for the regular average person at home? Well, the thing is you should think about is you should have an arsenal of complexion. So when Mm -hmm. I say an arsenal of complexion, there's so many technological advances in color and foundation and skin. So, you know, how we always think about like masking. I want to multi-mask, but you should also multi-foundation in terms mm-hmm. of textures. You should mm-hmm. have something, if you're dry, you know, you should have something that's a bit more luminous, something yeah. that's possibly more comforting and emollient, something that maybe inhibits shine. Uh, so I always like to be really strategic with which ones I put in my bag for which clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Even though they're all the same color, they all have different lives, you know, in, in some way, even the undertones may change yes. the texture yeah. of uh, the foundation. But yeah. I'm not a huge fan of of piling it on. So I think that we're, you know, one thing I love about beauty enthusiasts you know, when I see them on like a TikTok or the internet or, you know, YouTube is that, you know, what they're not, the difference between makeup artists and enthusiasts is that you have to do things on a lot of people yeah. <laughs> all yeah. the time. And, you know, but some people 
are able to do something on themselves and millions of people want to walk the walk they walk. Yeah. But so what we can see and what we have seen is that it could be too much. You know, I think that sometimes I don't want to say it's the blind leading the blind, but at some point, you know, I want to, we want to see a- application that looks a little bit more evolved. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. what's the 2.0 of instead of dripping concealer or foundation yeah. on my face, how yeah. can I, how can I make my complexion just look more desirable or elevate it? Yeah. Yeah. And what about, I know that you're kind of like a drugstore king because you worked at L'Oreal <laughs> Paris for so long. Okay. So how do you find a shade for matching when you're buying drugstore products? Do yeah. you have a tip for that? Uh, you know what? I would say that's a really good question. So whenever you're looking at bottles and, and at these drugstores, you always want to possibly skew their, the glass bottle in, in itself in nature is going to look a little bit lighter than the payoff. So go one deeper than okay. it looks like on your complexion. Because you're going to lose some of that in that. So in you that. mean when you're swatching it or when you're just visibly looking at the bottles? Yeah. When you're visibly looking at the bottle, okay, yeah. go one deeper than the bottle actually matches. Okay. Because that glass is going to give you, it's going to dissipate a bit. And it's kind of a skewed thing visually. Something else I would say is since they are a reasonable price, I think it's okay to invest in two. I think yeah. it's okay to actually, I mean, listen, some of these foundations are like the price of a burger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so you yes. can have a double cheeseburger and you can have two foundations that you can use to highlight and sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. And I think that's that's even the case. And I mean, you're a professional. You have access to every foundation brand in the world. But like you're saying, you're still mixing and matching textures and shades for the client because we're not all like one hue, you know? That's so true. You yeah. know what? To your point, that's a really good point is the fact that it doesn't matter where you're from. If you're from Harlem or, or Hong Kong, no one is one color everywhere. Yeah. You know? So we all have like small nuances. You know, we always pick up a bit more sun around our hairline the way we just just naturally and then we're a bit lighter in the center of our face. So maybe we're having, we need some structure under the cheeks or under the jawline. So it's really good to invest in a couple. Okay. Yeah. Only my mother used to always say, only a broke mouse has one hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically get a couple foundations because you'll need them. You know, and also I always like to say that you, whatever you use as a winter foundation, it can be your highlight in the summer. Right. Yes. Your summer foundation can bronze you up when it's cooler outside as we uh, start to lose some of our tan. Yeah. Right. And of course, the transitional months are good for to blend them. Even Absolutely. that's what I find myself doing. I don't Absolutely. know. Yeah. I don't Absolutely. know if that's right. It is right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then what do you think? I'm curious because you've been Tell doing me. this for so long. These, all of these like anti-foundation foundations, these tints, these mm. like waters, all oil serums, stuff like that. What do you make of these yeah. where they're doing everything but saying they're a foundation? That's a really good point. You know, so we, th- we think about like CC creams, BB creams, yeah. you know, back in the day, I want to say back in the day. I, well, yeah, I'm a, I've been doing makeup since 2001, 2000. And so like it was just tinted moisturizer and then we went yeah. right into coverage, right? right? But I think now it's there are other ways or entry points and how can we protect ourselves from the sun? So right. I know that CC is more or less a sun veil mm-hmm. more so than a foundation. Right. So a lot of these are different solutions for different things, but nothing's going to take the place of a foundation except possibly concealer. Like I always pack concealers. Like for example, I like the Radiant Creamy Concealer by NARS yeah. or, you know, the Soft Matte Concealer by MAC Cosmetics. And then I'll just pack a few of those guys or those bad boys in a bag and I'll use them as foundation right. and just shear them out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That Brilliant. makes sense. I've been doing that lately too, especially with those sheer because I love the look of like a skin tint, yes, yes. but then I need more coverage. So then I'll just fill in the blanks with yeah. concealer. 
Well, let yeah. me ask you this. So how do you, in terms of application process, yeah. what's your how, what's your application process? I have tried it both ways. Okay. Actually, I prefer to do the concealer on top. So okay. I do one Same. basic layer mm-hmm. all over with like a skin tint. Okay. And then I see where the redness is still poking out. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like... Dial it up a bit more. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of attack those yeah. areas. And so are you using like a, a damp egg sponge or beauty blender or is it a brush? I usually use a damp, like a... A beauty blender, okay. but lately I started using a brush with my concealer because I got one with the House Labs concealer. Oh yeah, and it's a really good angled, fluffy brush, okay. and I really noticed a difference when I apply it with that. That it it like blends in really a bit, well, a bit more seamless. Okay. Yeah, you know what I always find. So I like to use an egg sponge, and I find that whenever your skin is slightly damp from your moisturizer the best time to apply your foundation. So mm-hmm. like when your foundation, I'm sorry, when your moisturizer is drying, mm-hmm. yeah. it stored, it just goes in so organically and it actually looks like it's airbrushed on when you're finished. And you use a lot less. So, but I do believe what you believe in terms of it. We need more, give yourself a little bit more. Yeah. But we want to see a freckle. We want to see skin. We want to actually see okay. some of that dermis, you know? Yeah. So how many seconds do we have to get our foundation <laughs> on after our moisturizer? I'm seeing a headline. Okay, okay, okay. I think, you know what? It's. I would say you had about... You have about like a, about a good minute. You have a, a minute. Okay. I, okay. I would give you about 60 seconds before, eh, you know, yeah. it doesn't really pass the test. It's like yeah. American Ninja Warrior or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. You know? Got it. 60 you got to be sliding through the house like Michael J. Fox. I love, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit more about skin prep because I think this is where it like can either all go so right or so wrong. Sure. So like what are your steps for skin prep and maybe you can talk about like if you're like someone's coming in they're dry as the sahara what you're versus, gonna do versus, versus oily, myself versus, yeah. which is like everything slides off so maybe some <laughs> talk to me you know what so two different things I, I also look at the time of year also look at where we're traveling to so i'm leaving here canada yeah and i'm going to lagos to, on thursday wow. so traveling like that you want to pack your skincare accordingly and so how can i make sure that some of my skincare is going to really affect the makeup if you have really dry skin, I think the good this is the perfect time of year actually to use your alpha hydroxys, your beta hydroxys. Okay. You couldn't peel in the summer. It would be too aggressive. It would make you sun sensitive. Yeah. But now's the time. Mm-hmm. So when you do that and you're increasing your cell turnover that way, your foundation is going to adhere a lot longer. Mm. And speaking of cell turnover, you know, in dry skin or oily skin, use kale. Kale has 600, I mean, a juice kale. Okay. 650% of vitamin K. So it speeds up sluggish circulation. If you look in the mirror and you see dark circles, all that is often is sluggish circulation. Beets, hmm. beets are great because it detoxifies the blood. Yeah. yeah. So more blood flow, more oxygen to the blood. You're going to have a healthier, beautiful complexion. It's going to look, it's going to emit radiance. And then beta carotene, as yeah. you know. So things that have nothing to do with makeup impact your overall regime as yeah. a whole. And then a foundation helps. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. If, if By the way, you can get beet powder. My daughter's yes. super into, not juicing, but smoothies, smoothies now. Yes. And so she goes and gets her protein powder and yeah. now she gets powdered beet, beet, beet powder, powder. Absolutely. And wow. throw that into a smoothie, matcha into a smoothie. Shaga is really great for the complexion yeah. anti-aging in terms of the mycelium category as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if someone is like, okay, I'm going to get my beet powder, but like, I need to know what serum and then what moisturizer yes, to go yes, on. What, yes. what are your favorites? Okay, cool. That's what everyone so, wants to know. So, so that was the recipe for someone who was drier. Yeah. Ago, right. Yeah. So if you have oily skin, I sometimes use a serum in the, in the summertime mm-hmm. only and, yes. you know, and skip moisturizer. Any um, favorites? Yeah. So I love Dr. Barbara's term has, this is for everybody. It's, she has a lifting serum. Okay. And so it snatches you like, 
I'm ser- it's serious. It seems like, you okay. know, like, trust me, it's, it's really good. Okay. But I also, that's the last step. So but before that, I always try to use a hyaluronic moisturizer, okay. hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. I think Shawnee Darden, who's a really amazing facialist uh, in Beverly Hills, she has a place. I know she does Kelly. She does B sometimes. Mm-hmm. I actually even gifted her uh, for her birthday, these red like masks that are really, really serious. But she has a really amazing sake toner and it kind of combats shine or at least it keeps the sebum at bay okay. um, for people who have oilier skin. Yeah, so okay. it depends on the skin type. I even love Lancome's. I think it's called Genifique. That's really yes, good. Yes, I love that. Isn't it good? I had a jumbo <laughs> one of that and I emptied it. Like it, it was like 200 milliliters. I'm obsessed. How, how, how long did it take you to oh, go through oh, that? I, it, I don't know. Not that long. <laughs> but I love yeah, it. It's amazing. It's, it's like it's makes like you really beautiful. plumping yeah. and just like your skin looks good. As it, an oily skin person, it's good. It yeah. is really good. It is Throwback really product. Good. Throwback product. Totally. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely been around for a while. Lancome also makes a really great uh, sunscreen that has anti like anti wrinkle, anti age. Listen, yeah. we're, I'm becoming more mature nowadays, yes. right? And so I always talk to people about using an SPF. It doesn't matter where you're from. And yes, black people need to use SPF. Guys, black don't crack, but it sags. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always tell people, please protect your face from the sun. Yeah. Supergoop has a really great sunscreen as well called unscreen that I like to use as a makeup primer even kind of that's yeah. good that's it's matte good. it doesn't it's not even matte it's like a soft I have it in the back I'll show you guys before mm-hmm. I leave yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. I love that those are great tips now what about primer are you a believer or not a believer this is a hot debate apparently on TikTok it is a hot debate right so I I used to be like anti another step right mm-hmm. because I wanted to get through the makeup or get yeah. my girl out the door or whatever that looks like but Primers are actually really good, like milk milk makeup. Grip so primer. Grip primer is bomb, yeah. right? So that's really good. I also love, I even love some, sometimes using a mattifying moisturizer mm. to go and to stop so much shine. And Do you have almost, a favorite there? Mattifying the moisturizer, I would say, uh, I'm, I was using one by uh, PTR a while ago. Ooh. The, that's a throwback too, right? Yeah, yeah. big shine. Yeah. Yes, he's coming back though. He's coming Thomas back. Roth. He's coming yeah. back. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm going to dig right that on. out. <laughs> I love I love beauty junkie conversations. Oh, right? yeah. That's who our audience this We are nerding out with this you, Sir John. Space. Yes. <laughs> but I do have to say that yeah. I do struggle with the whole primer foundation yeah. combo, okay. like which one plays nice with which and which mm, doesn't. Because sometimes they kind of don't play nice together, right? Well, tell me this. Which which one have you find, found that you've had? What challenge? Which one has been challenging for you? Hmm. What's the first one that comes to mind when you yeah. think of primer? I feel like it's probably this is a game show, guys. Yeah, right. (laughs) I was wearing the, I was using the the milk makeup one for a long time. I think it's when I it is when I try to use probably oilier ones with like a water base. I think that's where I'm getting them confused, and it's like I'll use the wrong thing, and it just won't spread evenly the same way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you my number. So if you okay. happen to, I can't jump out of your medicine cabinet, but we can, we can text back and forth and yes. I can help you uh, get through that Heck situation. Yes. Yeah. I feel like oh, maybe the part of the answer to that is like, I, I'm a big cherry picker. I definitely go from brand to brand, but I probably should be like looking at the labels more closely mm. and like maybe using the primer that goes with the foundation instead of, do you know what I mean? I don't think you, I don't, I don't you want don't you to do I that because I don't want okay. you to be so, I don't want any company to have you in a prescription. Chokehold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chokehold. I like that. I like that. Usually it's, I think too much skincare is what yes, it is yes, versus yes. the wrong primer and foundation. Okay. That's a really good point. What you're on yes. to right now. And I'll tell you why is because, mm. you know, even when I see people, I had a question yesterday in yesterday's masterclass. Shout out to Toronto's masterclass Yay. was so dope. A c- company that good put this beautiful 
thing on at this amazing theater. And um, it just was so, so dope. I can't even begin to describe. Love it. But I would say that one of the questions was, does my mascara actually comes off often? And it's, why does it flake? Or why does it actually start to go underneath my mm -hmm. eyes? And I think that your concealer is probably too emollient. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like if, you're, if your skincare is too emollient, if your uh, eye cream is too rich, even though we love rich skincare, you have to find a way to keep some of that emollient nature at bay. So yes. I either say shearing it out a bit more, you know, understanding how to tap it in instead of lathering in. But it doesn't, lathering on your skincare doesn't do anything more yeah, for I agree. the skin. It actually might congest your pores. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that yeah. that's it's like that versus the primer not working with the foundation. Because if you're thinking about it from a development point of view, there's no company out there that doesn't want their primer to work with every foundation that's, that's on a, the market, basically. That's a material flaw. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I don't think that they're trying to make it like a stumbling block. It's just the user error in a way with the skincare and the layers and too many things. Too many things. Yeah. Yeah. Too many steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Timeline Nutrition for supporting our show this week. So one of the items on my beauty bucket list is to spend time tucked away at one of those very fancy wellness retreats in Switzerland. I mean, it's a pipe dream at this moment. So in the meantime, I wanted to share with you the next best thing, which is a skincare discovery out of Switzerland, and it's called Timeline. So the secret sauce with Timeline, it's all about MitoPure. So MitoPure is a breakthrough cellular longevity compound backed by 15 years of research that helps combat the signs of aging. So Timeline Skincare, it's the first and only bioactive that's clinically proven to re-energize cells to help skin combat intrinsic or biological signs of aging, as well as those extrinsic or environmental aging factors. And my oily skin has been drinking in the Timeline Serum. It has glycerin in there for maximum barrier hydration, as well as niacinamide. So I noticed that it helps to subtly brighten my acne marks and my pores look more refined. So if you want to see a real difference in your skin health, invest in it. If you want to try it for yourself, Timeline Nutrition is offering our community 10% off the Timeline Skin Health line of products at TimelineNutrition.com slash beauty. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash beauty and use code beauty. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Okay, then we're going to get into it. What is the right way to apply your foundation? So maybe we could just start with like how you apply it. Brushes, fingers, blending, yeah. sponges. What do you use the most? I love egg sponges. I love Beauty Blender. Um, shout out to Rianne, who, who I'm you know, the head of Beauty Blender. She's a great friend. But I, I think that whenever you go in and start to stipple on these you know, foundations or tints, even if you want to use something a bit more sheer, using these egg sponges, all of the foundation is not going into the sponge as we always thought. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why we dampen it first. Yes. And then you get a chance to give yourself a beautiful veil of complexion and then add more if you need more. If I'm using something as a cream, if I'm using a cream stick or something in a pot, I'll use a brush and then I'll just buff it into the complexion. So for yeah. example, if I was going to do an editorial, I would use, I would go the novel direction with liquid and a sponge. If I'm going to do a concert or a Coachella or something like a Super Bowl where I need something to stay anchored and not move, or a prom or a wedding. Yeah. It would be something with a brush and a stick or some kind of cream. Okay. And then also take a take a, a powder and then buffing a powder 
with a fluffy brush into the skin too. So I don't bake, guys. I cook. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> and I don't like to bake because I just don't love that much powder on anyone. If right. you're eight or 88, it's aging and it's not always flattering. Like beautiful skin, healthy skin has a luster. It's light reflective, you know? So don't minimize so much of the shine, ladies. You're taking the life away from your complexion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Do you have an, like uh, your favorite brush for applying foundation? Yeah, so check it out. <laughs> I was going to use a brush for foundation. I happen to have a few here. Let's, let's go through brush 101. Ooh, let me see. Let me see. Right, oh my I God. Know. Okay. I see art store brushes I here. People. <laughs> <laughs> These and he's are, got like seven in his hand. Well, I'll tell so. you. So brushes are my thing. I went to school for art since I was six. Right. And so I love brushes. It makes me feel some of the brushes I've had. I have. They're maybe in there somewhere. Or I've had since 2000, 2001. Incredible. Wow. Um, since my first day at Mac. So if I was going to use a foundation and a liquid I, or a, a foundation and a cream, something like this. Okay. It's like it. a dome shaped, everybody. Uh -huh. It's like really like n kind of like denser at the bottom and goes up to being fluffier at the top. Bedellium like tools. But yeah. Either one of these guys uh -huh. would be, see, or do you see, but fill the bristle. And so if you see that, there's enough, there's, they're not dense. Right. Yeah. They're, they're softer. They're, fluff, they're like fluffier. They're fluffier. Yeah. yeah than I something thought. Like this. Ooh, yes. Yeah, they're definitely softer than like the foundation brush I have at home, which is that denser. Mm -hmm. Is it a different synthetic or it's something? It's a different. It, I feel like that was me back in like 2005. Yeah. You know? But if you look at, you know, some of the great makeup artists, if you look at Pat, if you look at, you know, mm -hmm. Val Garland, Cheryl Tilbury, they've all kind of taught me how to use buffing in foundations. Yeah. Mm. Something like this. It just is softer. You don't see lines. You don't okay. see. And it also, you hold a lot more bacteria in a brush that looks like the one you're talking about. Right. The flatter, the flat more like. Paint up now. We need a picture of those. I know we will when we okay. get our cameras back. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. But thank you for sharing sure. this because I'm always so curious what actual pros are using on their famous faces. Yeah. So let's talk about mistakes to avoid. We get asked these questions all the time. What about patchiness, like makeup starting to break up and separate throughout the day? What's right. happening there? Okay. First of all, I would I have to say I just love this duo. Right now. <laughs> you guys remind me of like, like either like I'm 30? trying to feel oh. like like is it like the Romy and Michelle or like sisters, sisters of beauty. And it's, I it's good. Post -its. How it's did you good. know? <laughs> I love it. You guys should take this on the road. Seriously. Okay. So patchiness, I would say that patchiness, when we talk about patchiness, are we talking about the complexion, the skin or. Yeah. The, like the, the complexion and the skin. I find there's certain areas where, yeah, well, the product yeah. is, starts to break up by the end of the day. Right, right, That's right, what right. I mm -hmm. think of when it. Yeah. Or like if you do have like parts of your skin that are a little drier it's like got the clinging going on and then you feel like you don't have the evenness mm, that mm -hmm. gorgeous buffed in look yeah. it's like clinging yeah. you know <laughs> or it separates the number one ground zero for what you're talking about is the fact that you so i would say you need a glycolic toner mm. or some kind of some not even a salicylic a glycolic or alpha hydroxy or yeah. beta hydroxy it can even be a papaya enzyme mm -hmm. so what you need is cell turnover because dead skin, you know, dead skin cells, they actually attach themselves to our face. And so this might be a patch of dry skin where everywhere else is able to ingest moisture or hydration in a different way. Yeah. So a little bit more cell turnover, I would say, but you don't have to be aggressive with it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to use a manual scrub, use something that is not like natural or almond or anything like that. We use something synthetic, like a yeah. bead that'll roll over the complexion. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's not about the foundation. It goes all the way back to the skincare level. Yeah. How you service I actually find for myself where it's breaking up tends to be, I think where I'm accumulating oil, mm-hmm. it's like in the corner crevice mm-hmm. of my nose and like on my chin. So would it, exfoliation. what would you say? Exfo- Same thing. Exfoliation. Yeah. Exfoliation is always the answer. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. It's weird. And it doesn't have to be every day. Yeah. You know, as we get more, as we become more mature, yes. we don't want to sh- strip our skin. We don't want to overdo it. Yeah. A chemical exfoliator would be the name of the game. Yeah. What's sure. your fave? Yeah. Oh man. Or retinol. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys are doing retinols at night. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. the time to go back mm-hmm. into them. So since we're not so sensitive, my favorite, let me see my favorite alpha hydroxy, beta hydroxy, what happened to be Paula's choice has a nice one. Yeah. Yep. I would also say something like, Hmm, you guys got me here. I'm thinking <laughs> about my, thinking about my whole P50? situation. Have uh, you ever used Biologic Recherche, the P50? They call it Jesus in a bottle. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for so any of those, and but keep keeping in mind, you want to keep it under about five percent. Yeah. Okay. You know, because yeah. you don't want to burn off your complexion. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think also the ba- the the peel pads. Peel pads. I'm, I talk about the Doctor Dennis. The, the, they're so yeah. good, yeah. and they're, they're sensitive ones too. Yeah. I use the sensitive ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then this was a hack I saw. I wonder what you think about this. Okay. Maybe it's just trial and error. So you're applying your foundation. I haven't tried this, heard about it. Okay. So you apply your foundation with a beauty blender in the areas where your makeup separates, like the inner creases of your nose, uh-huh. you rub it in just with your fingers instead, like you would a moisturizer. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Absolutely. I, I think that in general, like after you, you know, after you put on your complexion, always take your hands or your fingers and manipulate your skin because, you know, your body heat is going to change the texture. It's going to melt the makeup mm-hmm. in a way that looks a lot more organic. Yeah. But if you do use your fingers, use your ring fingers. Your index finger is too aggressive. Okay. It's going to pick up too much product. Right. It's going to age your eyes. So I always use ring fingers and tap, 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 tap. If you always, if you ever see me working, like in motion, I'm always tapping, tapping, yeah. tapping, tapping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Hmm. I remember that Pat McGrath talked about how when you leave the house, it's, it's like 20 minutes after you put your makeup yeah. on, that's when it looks the best. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know if that's true, but I no. think it's like when it's a bit more like Sex. if you Sex. to your point where you're kind of like working it in with your fingers mm-hmm. and it's like all melting together because it's not sitting on top of the yeah. face, you know, and yeah. I, like, you know, I know that we are in a generation of like seemingly per- perfection yeah. or you know, insta everything, but because we use a lot of powder right now. Yeah. We're in a yeah. powdery era. Yes. Know? But having a complexion that is just a little bit more dialed back. It's easier to maintain throughout the day. Okay. Shout out to Macy's there, one of our show partners this week. So quick question for our Breaking Beauty fam. How many pairs of jeans do you own? I can tell you I own exactly six. They're different washes, different lengths, different weights. But up until very recently, every single pair that I owned was a skinny style. And that is until earlier this year. I actually snagged a cute stonewashed straight leg pair. And I was inspired by all the cool girls on Instagram. And let me tell you, it was an adjustment. I just got way too used to skinny jeans being my go-to, that sleek silhouette. It was like a uniform for me. But now I am used to the straight leg life and I kind of like that more relaxed look and my skinny jeans are tucked away. And now I've got a craving to sort of like diversify my denim wardrobe even more. 
And while I'm not sure if I can revisit my Y2K low-rise denim era, I think that's gone forever, or pull off that cargo denim baggy look, I'm definitely inspired to try something new. And I've always been a department store girly when it comes to denim. I mean, I want to test drive a whole bunch of different styles from different brands to get the most flattering fit. And Macy's has a ton of selection that you can order right to your front door or try on in store. Macy's can help you find the cut that feels like you, whether you're after a relaxed straight leg, throwing it back with a 70s flare here for a boot cut moment, or you're going to keep it subtle with denim logos and patchwork details. There are so many options. And I mean, I'm even thinking about snagging one of those denim chore jackets to sort of double down on denim like I've seen a lot of celebrities do. I mean, all hail the Canadian tuxedo. So for all the denim inspo you need right now, visit Macy's.com slash own your style. Once again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. We'll link to this URL in our show notes and on our website. Now back to today's guest. How do you know or prevent if your makeup from oxidizing? I do feel like this is something that's really prevalent, especially if it's a really yellow undertone. That's for me. Anyway, I find like sometimes at the end of the day, if it's too yellow, I'm like a different color at the end of the day. So do you have any tips for that? That's a really good question. Well, if that's the case, I would try to change your foundation color or undertone. Maybe your undertone is already on the verge of being too olive yellow. And maybe you need to cancel it out with something a little warmer. Maybe if you love the foundation, let's find a loose powder that happens to be have a pink undertone. Uh, okay. Huda Beauty has a beautiful uh, loose powder and it's like a pink undertone yeah. and it's softening, it's blurring. So just something to cancel out one yeah, of those okay. things, you know? Would that work even if on all skin tones, like to do a bit of color correction? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, okay. listen, so many women who are multicultural or like, you know, from either like I think about some of the women who are from India or, you know, Pakistan, a lot of black women for the Caribbean. They may have uneven pigmentation around, yep. the, around the mouth or underneath the eyes may be darker. So it in those times, invest in color correctors or try to find a foundation or concealer that can cancel it out because you're going warmer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about the foundations that you always have in your kit? Maybe you could tell us a few that are your favorites right now. Okay. A few fa- favorites I have right now. And it always changes, right? It's uh, always yes, going to change. Definitely. Of course. I think one thing about us as a group, you know, is the fact that like, this is, is are we a band yet? I don't know if we're a band. I, I we think we're a trio. Yeah, we're getting there. Are we, are That'll we, be part two. Session, right? We're just going to be singing in the next yeah. episode. <laughs> oh, I, I would say that like often I, I do love a, a liquid pump. So I think recently I've been using, what is it called? Mario's foundation. Love Mario uh, yeah. to death. Uh, I've been using this foundation. It's super sheer. It's luminous. But if you have oily skin, this might be, you want to probably go in a novel direction. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to like Estee Wear Double Wear Light or or something like Estee Lauder, sorry, yeah, Double yeah. Wear Light. Even I like La Mer's pump as well. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's called, but it, I mean, that's on the higher end of the spectrum, but yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's okay. gorgeous. And, what and skin then, types that one? For? I would think that's like, kind of, it's like a serum. So it's oh, okay. pretty much for everybody. And then okay. NARS is always a good place to fall into. Yeah. yeah. I love NARS, but then I've to this day, haven't found my right color. Really? I feel like it often is too yellow. I yellow. don't know. Okay. But okay. I love all of their, I love their concealers. I love all of that. But the foundations I find to be a bit tricky. Okay. What about some of hmm. like the Pat McGrath foundation or Charlotte Tilbury or Yeah, any I of love those? Charlotte's Flash Retouch. It's like, it has a doe foot applicator. It's like a shinier one. Oh. But it's not a foundation. Oh. But it's like a, it's like something you tap onto the sides of your face wherever you want, hmm. like a luminous kind of yeah. a glow, but hmm. it's not chunky. It's not shimmery. And I haven't used 
Pat's foundation, so I, I can't say. Okay. Yeah, I haven't tried it either. I've I'm tried it. It's very similar to Armani Luminous Silk oh, okay. in she terms of the she finish. Designed, she designed yes, Armani. It, yeah, yeah, it all hangs yeah. together when right. you're like, oh, yeah. When you see them pump yeah. side by side, yeah. you're like, that makes sense. I'm going to tell you guys about a foundation I just tried Got that one. I'm like, what the? It's uh, <laughs> Shiseido. It's called Synchro like skin. Glow something. It is so nice really? it's like very medium coverage glowy finish it'll be like perfect in the winter drier skins but it's amazing yeah. huh. okay. a, a bit of a sleeper hit wasn't that a new one in camp it's like, just a, new or a reformulation fall. or something I just, I just tried it and i'm trying to look up the name in real time here yeah it's called revital essence and it has like a hmm. a white cap on it okay, okay. and What's i just claim love it's like a <laughs> Natural, medium, natural, buildable foundation. Really pretty. Okay. Really pretty. Does it have any, because I know that they're famous also for their self-refreshing technology. Yeah. And the Synchro Skin Foundation that came out two years That's ago. That's amazing too. Yeah. But this one doesn't, this one is, I would say, more for drier skin types. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good for the winter. Good for the winter. It's comforting. Yeah. It My looks, favorite find lately. Oh, it looks like that. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Cute. My favorite find lately is the Tom Ford Concealer. Just saying. Oh, yeah? So good. So, but are we, what, what question for you? Is, <laughs> yes. Is, what's the application? Is it like a stick? Is it a liquid or? It, to me, it's like a more modern version of the Clay de Poe iconic oh, concealer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which costs like a million dollars. Yeah. So, but the Tom Ford's not going to be far behind, okay. right? Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's like, a, it's that same kind of a stick. Okay. So you can get, you can get really Beautiful good coverage, coverage if coverage. you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's a little bit more lightweight than the clay de Poe okay. and easier to blend. Okay. What Amazing. about clogging pores? Okay. I think a lot of people when they're shopping for a foundation, you know, they're concerned about that. So does non-comedogenic on a label, does it solve everything or are there certain things like that you need to, that, I mean, what would you, you recommend? So the thing is like, you can have the non, how do you say the word? Non-comedogenic. Boom. That part. <laughs> you can have that on the label, but it's all about the practices. Like going back to, you know, the, right. what we were saying earlier, you can do that, but then you'll probably still slather on a lot more primer or something else that may inhibit the oxygen coming to your pores. Right. So I think it's like, how, how can we shear out some of the layers? Mm -hmm. what, what do I need for the day I'm going to have also? And what time of day is it? You yeah. know, so I think that's kind of key. I'm not yeah. sure if. No, that uh, yeah. makes sense. I actually remember, not that this had to do with that, but you were speaking about Pat McGrath and I remember interviewing her in New York, also in someone's home, now that I think about it. And talking about the look she did at a show and how she used a piece of Kleenex, like uh -huh. tissue. I don't know if when oh, you worked yeah. with her, oh, if she yeah. did this. And she like put it on the model's face and sort of to kind of like tap on and just take off that extra little bit of too muchness. So Sam Fine, I'm not sure you guys yeah. know Sam yeah, Fine. Yeah. We love knowing love. So I was his assistant for a long time as well. And what he does, so when you go in with not so much always liquids, but like cream foundations or stick foundations, they do have a, a bit of oil, like yeah, a yeah. mineral oil. And so he would take a tissue or two ply and then just spit, split the two ply. Oh, yeah. And then go in and we would just dab up all of the oil. On I did this yesterday in the class. And so you're left with pigment, pure pigment, pure foundation. Yeah. But when you powder it, it's going to last and lock for hours on hours. Yeah. On hours. Yeah. Interesting. That's a lip trick too. Yeah. Right. When you so. do that on uh -huh. the lips mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. just to lift the oil, la make it longer yeah. lasting. Okay. Getting all the tips and acts. The best tip is the Starbucks napkins. You guys know that. No, the best <laughs> tip, guys. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Is our cigarette rolling or joint rolling papers oh, as yes. flop film? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah they're that, cheaper. They're like a dollar instead mm -hmm. of seventeen dollars. 
Perfect. And they, uh, I live in California, guys, and we mm. like herbal refreshments. So yeah. I, have a lot, I have a lot around the house. Yeah, I bet. That makes sense, actually, because yeah. they're so like tissue thin. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and then they're smaller, too. They're smaller, too. And the thing is, you know, even when you're like a lot of people I know have oily eyelids. So even if you lifting lift the oil off of your lids with shadow on, it kind of resets the eye. Yeah. And you don't have to put more shadow on. You don't have to do anything else. So. Yeah, that's kind that's of a hack. Genius. Okay, love it. What's the 101 on setting powders? Because I think that can happen where it can look dry and cakey. So what are your best tips for that? 101 about setting powders. So back to the, our, you know, the tagline, we don't bake, we cook, right? Yeah. And I feel like baking is, you know, it's okay for, for stage. It's okay for like TV, but for a daily life, I don't use a sponge to press in powder. Some people like more coverage that way. Right. I'll always dust it on. And so when I say dusting on powder, I'm going to show you guys a brush. So all you guys at home, this brush, it's like two inches long, the hair, mm -hmm. and it's so soft. So this is what I would use to oh, set wow. the T-zone. It's like a little bunny foot. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like totally. And so that is not going to allow me to mm -hmm. inundate the complexion with too much product. And it's mm -hmm. just really good in a pinch. What's the powder that you like? Powder I'm loving. I'm loving the Huda Beauty powder right yeah. now. It's it's called a baking powder, but yeah. the way we would use it, we're just using it in such a sheer amount. You would love yeah. it for what okay. you were telling me about yeah. with yeah. the color correction mm -hmm. situation. Also, Makeup Forever has HD loose powder, which yeah. is crazy good it's yeah. so good because it works on everyone's complexion and yeah. never flashes back do you remember that era oh my god i was just about do you remember just that about to talk to you about that okay. the nicole kidman of it all I it's remember, burned babe. in my brain talk to me. i was like she needs to fire whoever was we, a, a lot of us got fired person. guys no <laughs> but not even person. one person it was an era of the technology right yes. it, we all yes. all of us every any big makeup artist at the time you wanted to buy one because it was it was a remedy we thought it was like god's gift right, right. and so we all were in a space where probably got released from a client or two because of the flashback. Yeah, yeah. Using it as sheer as you needed to use right. it, but you still had this massive flashback. I mean, now they have so many, they've changed all the, the formulas. Right. But no, now. Like, shame on them, man. Yeah. yeah. Now they, they've, they weren't testing it under red carpet. That was their yeah, problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to ask about this whole era of people doing, I think Jackie Ina sort of, she was the first one to tell us about it when she was on our show, but this Love idea Jackie. of yeah. applying, applying your, your base. base almost in reverse. She does the powder first. Oh no. And then she does foundation. Okay. And now people on TikTok, there are multiple people who are, and I'm not saying TikTok is the Bible, <laughs> but they do like powder, then setting spray. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to do a primer mm. and then they're going to do the foundation. Bizarre. The concern I have, it's not even an issue. It's the concern I have is like, okay, two things come up for me when I see something like this. Okay. A lot of this shit is for clickbait, right? And right. it's for how can I create interesting content that's going to get more views, going to get some follows, going to have people talking. Right. I'm not saying that Jackie's doing it because I know her really well yeah. and I know she does a really great face. She, yeah, can, she, does. She, she does a good beat, right? She knows what she's doing. But from a dermatologist standpoint, even though I'm not a derm, yeah. but I do roll with a lot of great derms. Shout out to Dr. Dendy, Dr. Sh uh, uh, Sh Shitterini in New York. Know that you are setting your pores up for disaster. I'm like, do you love your pores? Do you love your skin? Yeah. Because you think about when you put a powder on top of your skin and then you put a liquid mm -hmm. setting spray on top of it, it's going to push whatever that is directly into the pore. It's yeah. going to lock that into the pore. Mm. And then we're putting something that was meant to be a surf, like almost like a, a veil of skincare-esque product, yeah. which is a foundation on top of it all. 
and it's going to emulsify in a really weird way. Yeah. So once that starts to oxidize, it's going to it's going to bring Hot out a mess. lot more texture. Yeah. So I hear I you. I think it's a fail. Thank you so much. Thank you guys, so much. I learned so much. Been awesome. This is good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.